Welcome into a Toast Film, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Trey. And I'm one of your hosts, Ebo. And guys, we've got a special uh, guest, one of our favorites. For the sixth time, Jerfy Choo Choo. That's right. <laughs> we, we've got an exciting one for you today, guys. Uh, we wanted to bring a lot to you. Um, it's the end of the year. That's so of correct. Of course, we've got our big finale coming up. we got our big finale, which we will be recording in the studio in Columbus. But if the audio sounds a little interesting or you hear some stuff happening... We are live from Stalins, North Carolina. That's right. The home of Little Baby and old Peyton and old Trey. Old Man Trey. Old Man Trey. Well, guys, here's the best part about this one. We're going to bring you one of the most exciting reviews that I've been looking forward to, which is Avatar. Yep. And we are also going to be recording Violent Night. Mm-hmm. New Santa Claus, like... Kind of Christmassy movie, but also kind of not a Christmassy movie. Eddie, it's a Christmas movie. All right, it's got Santa in it. <laughs> there you go. Jerfy Choo Choo has spoken. But well, we also have a fun list. But guys, before we get into all of that, you know we got a toast. And we, for the third year in a row, yep. have the Shiner Holiday Cheer. That's right, boys. And one of my favorites. Jerfy, what do you think of this? It's pretty good. I'm, I'm almost halfway done with it. <laughs> well, you're going to have to keep popping these bad boys open. Good heavens. But guys, uh, speaking of good heavens, speaking of wet things, you know. I don't see that transition. The way of water connects all things. Before your birth. And after your death. From the water-obsessed director-writer James Cameron comes a sinking ship, underwater aliens, flying fish, and exoskeletons with guns. Yep. And also uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, we got old Jake Sully. You know, we got Mm. his wife, Natiri. They're Mm. back. They got kids. And, uh, you know, they got some new dangers that forced them to go join the water colony. Yeah. So we spent the first movie in the jungle. Yeah. But now we're like all out and about in the water. Yeah. The way of water. Mm-hmm. So guys, what do y'all what do y'all think? What do y'all think? I loved everything about this movie. James Cameron is just a master in his own craft. Mm-hmm. And I, I just have no reason to doubt this man anymore. I mean, that's fair. He's given us some of the most iconic movies throughout the decades. Mm-hmm. And we waited 10 plus years for this movie. We waited a long time. We waited a long time. In every right, this movie should have been bad. I mean, it's the, you know, series was kind of forgotten about. That's true. You know? And the fan base has kind of died off. You hadn't really heard a lot of people talking about this movie. But James Cameron did not care. He said, I'm going to deliver you a great movie High budget. Very high budget. I'm going to set this series to be known as the series to have the best tech like equipment available, best camera work, best CGI. The underwater scenes. He delivers. He delivers every single time. When I watched this movie with y'all yesterday, I was just in awe. I mean, I, I was sitting there watching 
And I just had a smile on my face because it was so beautiful to look at. I I mean, I just had a great time with it. And I've got more to add, but let me let me allow y'all to say a few things first. Jerfy, what are you thinking? I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. The visual effects were awesome. The CGI was awesome. Everything looked looked real. Like when they had close up shots of the faces. Yeah. The skin textures were uh, were CGI, but they looked like they looked, re- they looked real. Yeah. Uh, the visuals were amazing. Uh, and the movie was great. The first half was like it was like action, then a little bit of world building with 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 the new tribe. Yeah. And then the last half of the movie was just all action. And then the last half of the movie was nonstop. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Mm-hmm. And could not get enough of the movie. It was it was great. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing I didn't expect that I thought was pretty cool is you know we're used to the Navi, the forest tribe. Yeah. That we dealt with in the first movie. You know. Very dark blue, very thin tails. Yeah. You know, kind of very human-like. Mm-hmm. But when you get to this one, we had the Water Tribes. And, you know, they're very Pacific Islander-inspired with their tattoos and markings. Their webbing, hair. Webbing. They had web fingers. Yeah. Yep. They were a little thicker. Yeah. They had a tail that was kind of like a paddle. Yeah. It was, a, it was, like, a, it was like a fin. Fin, Yeah. yeah. And so I, and also they're aqua blue. Yeah. So there was a very distinct difference between the two t- Ex- types of tribes. Exactly. I let me let me bring up the next point about the movie. Mm-hmm. We've all talked about the visuals, how stunning it was. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about the storytelling. That's that's mm-hmm. the second part that people are going to want to know about. To me, and I I want to make my point very clear on this. What I think everyone has said who's seen the movie is the storytelling is good. It's a good story. Not anything we haven't somewhat seen before. But what I want to add to this is the fact that when you do storytelling right, even if it's been done, if you direct it in the right you know, yeah. area, if your vision's correct, if the editing's good... And well, and we, if you have quality actors, and you have quality actors, which which we did, good voice actors. Yeah. Y- well, they know, had to do a lot of visuals, man. Yeah. The thing is, is you do not have to reinvent the wheel for something to be good. Sometimes you just tell a story in a very good way, like RRR. Okay. Yeah. RRR. The storytelling isn't anything we haven't seen before. It's two friends that become friends and then we realize that they're on opposite ends. I'm not going to quite go that far with you just because... Okay, for me, the best way to describe it is you're right, you know, RR, but that's Indian cinema. Yeah. So it could be very different. Whereas this, everything in the movie, we've seen in things before. Like, sure. There's nothing new in the storytelling, American cinema-wise. Right. For Avatar, but you're right. Even though, you know, it's a Lay's potato chip. Yeah. When you get that fresh, well done Lay's yes. potato chip, yes, it's just something to behold. Exactly. And, and even if it's a the a Lay's potato chip, and you've yeah. seen it before, if it's executed well mm-hmm. and directed well, like James Cameron has done with The Way of Water, you're not going to worry about that. I mean, but, like I was saying, this movie has a sinking ship. Right. That's Titanic. 
This movie has underwater aliens that glow. That's the abyss. Yeah. It has flying fish. Piranha 2 the spawning. Yeah. It has ex-skeletons with guns. The Terminator franchise. Yep. Like, these are all things James Cameron's known for. Yeah. But if you do it well... Yeah. And I like that because he is giving an ode to some of his own films, just like Wes Cameron did in Scream. Yeah. When he had the Jander wear the Freddy Krueger, you know, thing. So, I mean, that is fine for me. You know, that's totally fine. What, you know... Another example, I think, is a better example than RR. Let's look at John Wick. Yeah. Look at the John Wick franchise. When you do an action movie, you can't do an action movie any way that hasn't already been done before. I mean, we've told every story. But when the creators and directors of John Wick came out and they said, we're going to give someone who's afraid of this guy and... He is going to be a master of his craft, and we're going to show you he's a master of his craft. John Wick became one of the best action sensation well, franchises we've seen. Technical fit. Yes, yes. And same thing with like this. when they threw him out of a car, and he right. actually like got thrown out of a car. Exactly. And this isn't practical, but it's CG at its best. Yeah. So again, the storytelling isn't anything new, but it was done so well that he didn't need to reinvent the wheel. And his execution on the film was flawless. I will tell you this. I'll go ahead and say this now. This is better than the first for me. And uh, speaking of the first, you know, we have some returning people in this. Mm -hmm. Although they're playing different characters. We have returning people playing the same, but we also have returning playing new characters. Yeah. Stephen Lang plays a different character in this. I'm not going to reveal too much about that, but it was an interesting twist. Yeah. I mean, is is he a new character, though? He's the same character. No. Yeah, I'd say. No. I'd say he's the same character. Yeah, I'd say so. He had a different name. But... Well, that's because they were trying to be stealthy. But I yeah. mean, that's a, it's a matter of opinion, I think. Yeah. But... Because, like... I, we don't want to say. Yeah. But just know, kind of a new character, kind of not. Sigourney Weaver, though. Mm-hmm. Completely new character. Yeah. And one of my favorite performances. Great performance. As well as uh, Bailey Bass, who's a new character, Soraya. She's the daughter of the chief. Yes. I really liked her performance. Yeah. Because she was just a genuine good character. Yeah. Uh, You're always going to have strife characters. Sure. The first one had them. But I really like just a good, genuine character that, like, wants to help, sees good, tries to, you know, get people together. Yeah. Well, let me me do this. Mm Mm-hmm. Besides one of the things you just mentioned with performances, yeah, I want us to go down line. Tell me two things you loved about Avatar. Okay. And I'll let you start. Okay, so for me, two things I loved. One is the creature design. Okay. Because we he really put in some really unique characters like creatures, mm-hmm. but also put in like unique stories about them. Like they're these whale creatures. Yeah. That they're similar to the um, rhinos yeah. in the last movie. Cause they right. have like these big bulging, like hammerhead shark horns. Yes. But what they did with those characters, I thought was very neat. I completely agree. And I gotta say, I really enjoyed, this is going to sound weird, but if you see the movie, you'd understand. Mm-hmm. I really like the color palette. Yes. Because everything yes. is blue. Yes. But it's not. Yeah. Like, they do so much with different shades of blue. Right. I completely agree. And those are great, man. And Jeff, what about you, buddy? I would say I loved 
the acting of Zoe Zodan in the movie, mm-hmm. especially towards the end. Who yes. plays Natiri. Yes. Um, and I will say, I just love the world building in the middle part of the movie yes. that they did with mm-hmm. introducing new characters, the the, the uh, Jake Sully's family becoming acclimated to the way of water. Right. And I thought that was really well done. Yes. I, man, I, I again, great, great two-pointers. I couldn't agree more because all of the ones y'all have made so far are just added additions to my own list. For me, the one thing I just absolutely love about this movie, and again, y'all have already said four things I love, is I love the action sequences on the water. Yeah. It was gorgeous. When we were getting like one of the early on action sequences with the whale and the yeah. guys with the harpoons, yeah. that felt like a jaw scene to me. Dude. I got jaws vibes. So it's a really sad scene. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of depressing. But man, there's a insane action scene. Yeah. You don't expect it to go the levels it went. Right. But you're right. It's like intense. Yeah, and you can see the sadness because yeah, the what's that dude from the Flight of the Concords? Um, he plays Jermaine Clement. Yes, he yes. plays one of the one of the marine biologists for yeah. the Sky People, the lead doctor. Yes. yes, and when they do that one scene that they're talking about, he just has a very solemn face. Yeah, he does. He's just like, I did not sign up for this. Well, yeah, he's almost like a Sigourney Weaver in the first one, where. She disagrees with what they're doing. But they're paying for his research. Yeah. So he wants to... And he understands, like, look, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. I hate yeah. it, but I knew what I was getting into. Right. Well, I think he played, he played that really well, because he's... He, mm-hmm. he had, cause you just you can just see his his body language and his demeanor when, when, when they're doing that. It's right. Like, oh, man. I know. I couldn't agree more. And, I mean, the cast, we've mentioned some people, but also, like... Jack Champion, Cliff Curtis, and Kate Winslet, all mm-hmm. are new characters in this. Yeah. And, guys, I think it's time. Yeah. Any yeah. final words before the ratings? Well, I'll say my last one was um, the direction of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just in general, the while I was watching the movie, every... The evolution of where the movie was going, I agreed with. Mm-hmm. I was watching it out every time like I kind of felt like I knew where they were going but I was happy about yeah. it. I was like, I hope this is where they're going with this movie and it's where they went. And like Jeff said, you get to the world building and then you get to the the fun like character build where Jake Sully's family is learning to become like part of the aquatic Pacific Islander Nabi, you know? And then um and it was cool to see their um ascension. Yeah. And some of them were becoming very talented at like it. Like Kiri. Yes. Kiri was picking it up quick. Yeah. And it was just fun to see that. And I also was very happy that the two could coexist and they had a lot of respect for each other. And one thing I was very happy about, and this is a tiny spoiler, not that much, but I'm just glad that the two chiefs never really got into it. I was really hoping that wasn't going to be yeah. a thing, and I'm just glad that they kept a mutual respect. It had a maturity mm-hmm. to it, yeah. So that I like really appreciated. But um, with that being said, guys, yeah, Eddie, just like you said, um, are we ready to I, go into our cheers or our I, cons? You know what? 
How about this? We should, we, we should do cons first. Present your cons mm-hmm. and then give your cheers. Okay. Um, so we'll just convey it. I, I will say this. And Eddie's going to be surprised for the better when I say this. But I believe this movie was three hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I believe this movie could have been three hours. I think you could have easily cut out about 15 minutes. Now, yeah. I now Eddie probably is a little bit more aggressive than I am on that. Oh, yeah. I would not want this movie any less than two and a half hours. Yeah, I wouldn't want less than two and a half, With, but yeah. 3.15. Yeah. I think they could have trimmed 15, 20 minutes, and it's maybe a scene that what Eddie's talking about um, that we've discussed towards the last half of the movie, the ending. But... Um, yeah, if we just trimmed a little bit of time, but honestly, I just did not have that many cons of the movie. I I had the same happiness watching this movie as I did Thor Ragnarok. Mm, it just gave me that's a high praise. Yeah, it gave me a giddy feel. Um, the CG was beautiful. The direction was amazing. Um, like I said, maybe you could cut a little bit of time from it and. Uh, th- okay, there was one little thing. It's not a complaint. It's just I was kind of hoping this would happen. There was a scene in the movie where uh, Jake Sully's youngest boy. Um, oh, youngest boy. Yeah, youngest boy. So that would be... The, more of the rogue. Britton Dalton as Loak. Yeah. There was a scene where uh, he kind of got tricked. Yeah. And... I was just hoping. I remember I was telling y'all, I was like, I had a feeling where I knew where the direction was going on. Maybe there was one where I thought it was going. It didn't. It worked out for the better. But I thought it was going to be maybe a scene where he comes back already, like tied to something, mm-hmm. and he was going to kind of like give a big fu to everybody. I did too. I thought that was going to happen. It didn't happen. But again, that was just wishful thinking more than a con. That's not a con. Um, but. Yeah, very little for me. There was a little con. There weren't that many cons for me. Um, thinking back, I think I might have a little bit of a con. Like throughout the movie, uh, Sully's whole speech to his family when they leave the the forest uh, environment to go to the water is like the Sully stick together. Yeah, but. Throughout the movie, his youngest boy is. I don't think it's kind of a spoiler. He, he's like a He's like the loner, kind of like an, like an outcast. Kind I mean, of. that's in the trailer, so you're yeah. really saying that. And and like stuff happens in the movie where like he's kind of like he amplifies his outcastness, mm-hmm. and I feel like with the soul together whole mantra that he could have been maybe more understanding and should have listened to his son more because he wasn't lying with with what he said. Yeah. And so, but I kind of get why they did it because they're supposed to. That that's that kind of creates the central conflict yeah. that sort of starts, that sort of ignites that final act, yeah, um, and gets it going. I agree. So I kind of get where they're going, but I wish I could have. Which I wish he would have been a little bit more understanding of his, yeah. of his youngest son. Sure. Um, but other than that, that's really like the only con. Um, I'm with you. There's just and, not that uh, big for me. That's pretty much it. I don't edit ed, what Eddie's caught. I won't totally agree with when he says his. Um, I don't think it was that big of a deal. Um, so yeah, 
And what is your cheers rating? Cheers, I would give it a four out of five. Okay, very nice. Okay. So, for me, um, what Jerfy was saying, I do feel that that was a con because it seemed to me like he had too much, he was trying to push strife in the movie. And he couldn't, it was almost like he couldn't pick out what strife he wanted. Like, you have the strife of them being in the new village. You have the strife between Jake and his wife about mm-hmm. something. You have the strife between Loak and the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the threat that's coming. You have another threat that's coming. And I was just like, you have too much, so you're almost forcing some strife. Because what you were saying about Soys It Together, I think if they had made, like, keep all the other strife, but make that the one thing, then I would have been interested to see where he went with that direction. Mm-hmm. If Jake was like really like not being a hard ass, like really there, mm-hmm. and like okay, guys, look, because he was hard on his kids. He was like, and was some hard. of it was a little force. Like some of it, I got like mm. they did a raid scene, and I get why he would go off. On yeah, that. but like some of the others, I don't know. And there's a scene towards the end that's like the big action sequence, and I just thought it was too long because as we've stated. Everything in this movie, there's nothing new. Yeah. Everything's just like the first movie was Pocahontas and Ferngully. Yeah. This new one, you know, they, it borrows from a lot. Yeah. So if you're going to yeah, do that... It's kind of like How to Train Your Dragon 2. Yeah. If you're going to do it, you got to just do it well. And yeah. I think this was a well-made movie. Yeah. But if he had cut out some of the fat, I think we wouldn't be complaining about those things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we wouldn't pay attention to that. I yeah. think I wouldn't have an issue with the scene I had an issue with. But overall, still a great movie. Yeah. And I'm going to give it a four out of five cheers. My man, that's what I want to hear. Eddie's Eddie's been teasing. He's going to give it a three. (laughs) I was going to give it a one just to spite him. (laughs) There's no way Eddie. But being a troll. (laughs) But you guys, you know, Avatar The Way of Water. Uh You know, that's an award season film. Uh We're talking about award seasons. But uh, guys, at the time of this recording, it's the beginning of Christmas week. Mm Mm-hmm. Trudy likes to. Are you gonna help us, Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Santa? You're on my nice list. Santa Claus is coming to town. Time for some season's beatings. So, from the writer-director of the Dead Snow movies, Tommy Warcola, comes David Harbour as a Santa that is more naughty than nice, and on Christmas Eve, when Scrooge arrives, Holiday hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. Violent night. What did you think, boys? I loved it. You did? I loved it, man. I um, I just thought it was a fresh take mm-hmm. on on a Christmas movie we've never gotten before. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about you know Avatar, and you know with these type of movies, sometimes you know you just don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, but with Violent Night, we did get something fresh. We got something new that we've never really gotten before. We've gotten Evil Santa, but we've never gotten, you know, John McClane Santa. Yeah. And that was fun. Um, I will say that this movie, there was, I had a couple of cons with it. 
But I'll say, well, right now we're sticking to the, yeah, the I'll nice save those. list. Yeah. We'll, get to, we'll get to the naughty okay. list in a second. Well, as far as the nice list, um, David Harbour did a great job of Santa. Yeah. Amazing job of Santa. The story was really good, really fun, and they delivered on what was needed for this movie. It was a bloody good time. Yeah. It was gory. It was action-packed. Um, the villains were excellent, so the performance was uh, were across the board pretty pretty dang good. And again, an original story that we didn't know we needed, but I'm glad we got. I loved. Well, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do agree with Trey that it's a. I do like the fresh take of it. Uh, David Harbour was great. I thought the other supporting actors weren't as great. But I, I realized that they were they weren't really playing like legit characters. I feel like they were playing like a parody of characters, and so that's kind of why I didn't. That's that's kind of the vibe I got, which makes sense. Um, and so I loved it. I loved you get a little bit of a Santa Claus backstory because it's not just he's yeah. been Santa Claus forever. And I love that they gave him a backstory. It's kind of like the like the the, the Santa Claus backstory, but instead yeah. of uh, a homeowner in his in his forties, it's a that is that spoilery, Eddie? No, no. Okay, so instead of I just wouldn't say what he did before. Okay, but instead of a middle man, middle aged man in his mm. with a house, it's a he's a he's a he, he's a Nordic man from like way back in the in the times and I love that they gave him a backstory and when that final scene came up when he got his 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 his, his weapon I was like oh yeah shit's going down now yeah sorry to those about spoilers <laughs> cuz that was never in the trailer <laughs> I, never, said, I, took, I did I said <laughs> I wouldn't mention what he did I didn't mention what he did you said he was a nordic warrior I didn't say warrior. You said Nordic, though. I said man. You said Nordic, though. <laughs> he, can, he can be a man. From they like... can piece to it. <laughs> but, um... So... We're sticking to the good for the moment. Because, let me tell you, uh, this is uh, one of those years where, uh, you know, let's just say when Santa was double-checking my list, uh, the nice list wasn't as big as the naughty list. Yeah. For this particular film. Okay. Um, on the nice list, though... I will say, David Harbour, he was good in the film. Yeah. I thought he was a good combination of trying to be that wholesome Santa, you know, with the childlike twinkle in his eye, while also being, like, grim. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. I love the names they gave to the people. Yeah. You had Scrooge, which was John Leguizamo. You had Mitra Sear as Candy Cane, Stephanie Sai as Sugar Plum, yeah. and Brendan Fletcher as Krampus. Yeah. I thought he was pretty funny. He was good, man. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo's in it as Gertrude, yeah. you know, Miss Griswold. Alexis Louder as Linda. I think she is coming into being a big somebody, because she was in Cop Shop. Mm. She was the lead in Cop Shop. That's right. And I just think she's got a lot going yeah. on. Uh, I thought the comedy was very good in this film. Yes. Because, yeah, we're going to talk about the bloody stuff, of course. But yeah. the comedy was great. Like, um, there's this kid who's, like, trying to be a YouTuber, and his yeah. name is Bertrude. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody was even like, Bertrude's not a name. Yeah, I know. And then um, they have a Home Alone scene, Uh huh. you know, which I thought was hysterical, because that, that lady, whew, 
Yeah. I think she got it worse than Merv did. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Can I get into the naughty list, boys? Or does anybody have any other nice list? No, because I think we all have some complaints. I know I do. Okay, so number one. While I think David Harbour did good, I think the script and direction could have been better Mm -hmm. because I never got the sense, you know, we were talking about, you know, he's from Nordic times. Right. I never really got that when he started fighting people because I was like, you look like a putz at Walmart at 2 a.m. I couldn't agree more. He's also been Santa for like... Yeah, but like, just, you know, it was just one of those things where like, I was like, y'all could have changed that or yeah, or went more into it because I just never saw him as like this big threat to these people. Yes, I agree. I well, I'll I'll, I'll let you. And finish. my biggest thing is I just thought the movie was sloppy, and the supporting characters were not good. They weren't written well. A lot of them were not acted well. Like I thought the family. Aside from Linda, mm-hmm. I thought the family was awful. I thought the same thing. And so, like, when I went into it, I didn't feel that I was getting the same movie the trailer promised me. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It just... Yeah. It didn't live up to my hype. Well, do you want to go and give your cheers rating? Yeah, Since I you've done it. a pro and a con? Yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead and, um, for me, I was really wanting a lot out of this. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I feel like I got the bare minimum, if that's how I could say. I feel like I got the bare minimum of what, and I was expecting this to be a lot better. Yeah. So, I still think it's worth a watch. I think this could even be a fun movie to, you know, not every year. Absolutely. But every few years, throw it back on the rotation. Maybe get a better, you know, love of it. Yeah. But for me, I mean, just for David Harbaugh, the good laughs, because... The good la- the few laughs I got were very big laughs right. and genuine laughs. And Linda, I'm gonna give it, I mean, a three point three. Yeah, and I feel that's the absolute highest I could go. Yeah, I will agree that the cons, the side character supporting characters, were not well acted. They sort of, but I've come to kind of get the sensation that I don't think they were meant to. I think kind of they were meant to be like not characters. But caricatures of just sort of dimwit because they're not they're not the focus of the movie. True. The focus of the movie is David Harbor, and the plot is the focus of the movie because that's what's going on. But I do think all the soccer they weren't well acted, but they were funny. Like the like the TikTok dude, Bertrude. Bertrude mm-hmm. was hilarious. The uh, like the, the boyfriend, the the boyfriend. He was really. Funny. Oh yeah, the, he was one of my favorite. Yeah. Oh, 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 the actor boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, them, I thought they were hilarious. They were just complete narcissists. I, I loved. I loved them as yeah. characters. As char- even though they weren't good, I just loved them as characters because they were just they were just funny. They were just dumb. If I may, though, say one thing to that mm-hmm. about the side characters. You're right. That could have been Tommy Warcola's intention yeah it's just look these are just caricatures you know they're just there to be there sure but then when i think about something like krampus where the creatures are the main plot the main you know the ham and eggs of the movie 
I wouldn't say there is a single bad written character in Krampus. Right, right. Or bad acted. Right. Yes, that's key. So, but so outside of the side characters, mm-hmm. maybe the maybe the acting. Other than that, I feel like that was really my only really con mm-hmm. of the movie. Uh, so I'll so only that's really my my, my biggest con. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't think I have any other con. I don't think I do. Something nothing immediate comes to mind. Okay. Um, because because other than that, it's just it's just a good time with with David Harbor and like the overall. And, and what would your well, cheers rate? I would give it a three point seven. Okay, okay. yeah, that's, that's solid. That's solid. Um, okay, so for me, my cons, um, it, obviously, like we all said, supporting characters. Yeah. Um, my biggest one was actually the dad. Um, he was my least favorite performer. Oh, dude. I honestly didn't mention him yeah. because he was so forgettable. Yeah. The most forgettable character of the whole movie. Well, it's weird because th- he's written into the story as Huge. a, a likable character that you want to root for, but he's kind of like not a great guy. Well, he's given like one of the biggest parts of the story yeah well i will i will give a little bit of a comment to that i do agree that they sort of you do kind of forget about him and like you said that he's supposed to be a likable guy yeah but when you think about like his motivations though yeah like he was raised by a narcissist oh yeah you're right if if i'm raised by a narcissist and i'm just tired of i want to get out of this fucking family yeah then i'm going to do something that'll just piss them off you know what? That's a valid point. I will totally give. I, I won't give away what they, what he does. Yeah, but yeah, I will totally um, agree with what Jeff said. That's a valid point. Um, but I will say this: this was one of my biggest complaints. This is a tone change. So for me, one of the issues I have is at a lot of this is an R-rated movie. Yeah, but at a lot of parts of this movie, it felt very kiddish very family yeah. friendly like where the the actually one of the next central characters was the little girl yeah it was all about her and santa they were the two biggest characters because she was his inspiration yeah. so without her we couldn't have gotten a great character arc with santa true it was all about her so for me it was an interesting tone to create a family friendly movie with a little girl and her wishes and dreams and aspirations with a very dark and bloody and gory movie. It was just, it was really interesting. I think it would have worked better if the little girl died. I think it would have been better that, or if Tommy Wercola stuck to what he does best, and that's horror comedies. Yeah, yeah, that's but very true. He, he, he went too much on the wholesome. Yeah, he exactly. This was too much of a wholesome on an R-rated movie. I mean, it just didn't really work for me. It's almost as if... uh, I don't know. I want to try and give an analogy to another movie. So you you wish the R rating was more than just the climactic fights at the end. Yes, I was saying... cut out some of the gore and make it 
a like action family thing. Yes, exactly. Like we could go one of two ways. If we are making this wholesome, then make it PG thirteen. Yeah. Because now kids are not gonna be able to see this movie. But now you have strictly adults watch this movie who really don't care about the family friendly arc. We're caring we care about the blood, the guts. Well, and, and the that's action. a big issue is you're trying to satisfy both audiences. Yes. But in doing so, the adults are going to be like, I mean, some of that could have been cut out. And yeah. then the kids, you know, like you said, they're either not going to like it or they're yeah. not going to be able to see it. Exactly. Like I said, to me, to keep the tone fluid across the board, what I believe need to happen is the girl need to die. Because now it's not a family-friendly movie. It's a Spoiler revenge Spoiler tray yeah. that she lives. Yeah. Well, I think most people, I anyone that sees the trailer and also sees this movie knows this girl's not going to die. It's mm-hmm. it's That's almost true. like a given, you know. And that actually was a, a you know a, a, a bit of a con for me. But, but uh, what's the cheers rating? The cheers rating for me is going to be a three point five. Okay, so we were all so right all, around. We're there. all about you know point yeah. two. I was thinking about getting it at three point five, um, but I thought that the just the, the bloody good time of the movie, yeah, Trump trumped a little bit of a conduct. Yeah, gave a little bit more points. And and with Jeff saying that, I will say this: I will be buying it on Blu-ray. And just oh, like yeah. Eddie said, this movie will be rewatched. It is not a bad movie to where I would not want to rewatch it. No, it's yeah. a bloody good time. Yeah, um, this was a good. This movie. just isn't gonna make. Make it to the yearly. Yeah. Like Krampus. Yeah. And, it, and in the apocalypse. And like I said, I loved a lot about this movie. I loved a lot. Because when it got going, it was a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Well, guys, like we said, it's Christmas week at the time of this recording. Yeah. And it'll be uploaded, you know, before Christmas. Right. So, what's gifts? What's, you know, Christmas time without gifts? Right. And so, our top five this week is top five performances in a Christmas film. Yep. And what I want to know is, Jerfy, would you do the honor to start us off? Uh, sure. I thought I was letting I have to make a list. <laughs> um, you know, give us a, just give just us like give one us or a, two. Yeah. Just give us I one will or two say, come to mind. I saw, I don't, I don't want to say that. Um, some of my favorite Christmas movies is Elf. Uh, will Ferrell knocks it out of the park. So as Buddy the Elf. As Buddy the Elf. Yeah. As a naive elf going into the real world and Absolutely. as I, I, I forget her name the the uh, the principal of the Santa Claus 2 Elizabeth Mitchell I love her That's performance of that yep. and her and her turnaround um, let's see here and I think I will I can't think of any Christmas movies that I've seen that I reckon that come off the best I'll leave it at those two okay. All right. no dude well, two solid ones man Trent would you do us the honor of giving your top five? Buddy, I would... Brought to you by a toast of film. I would be more than happy to. Okay. So at number five, and I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Just kind of like... Just, just like you. Yeah, ex- exactly. But exactly. Um, at number five, Eddie's going to like this one. Kurt Russell in the Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. The first Christmas Chronicle, he just did a fantastic job... That is a situation where an actor puts the movie on his back. Yeah. Because that movie... In his sleigh. Yeah, in his sleigh. And takes off. Because the movie was great. A great family-friendly Netflix original. But without Kurt Russell's amazing performance as Santa... It's not memorable. It's not that memorable. 
Kurt Russell made that movie. Yeah. His performance definitely needs to be... S- especially singing in the jail. Yes. Here is one that Eddie is going to be most happy about. Because I thought about this, and honestly, this performance is... This is a heart gut-wrencher. And that is The Sun and Arthur Christmas. Oh, Arthur. Yeah. James McAvoy. Yeah. Dude, I like it. I like and it. When he gives that final gift to the oh, one yeah. that was left out, that yeah. Santa left out, and you it's see that. It's just so that, wholesome. It is so well, wholesome. You know, um, I'll actually go ahead and say, because that was one of my honorable mentions, mm-hmm. but it's just the giddiness of the voice acting he does yeah. that you makes you buy into this and love this character yeah. of Arthur Christmas. Absolutely. And so that had to be mentioned, yeah. you know? At number three, which if they didn't have this one on his list, I, I just don't I don't know him. George Bailey, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I mean That is a James Stewart. Yeah. I mean, it is just an incredible performance. Yeah. That honestly, performance wise, could be number one. Yeah. But just for me, yeah. I would say number three because I, mean, I don't watch it as much. He's That's why I I, I should have it on my list, but I don't I don't watch it all that much, so... I watch it every year. Yeah. And I cry every year because, like, this is a guy that his entire life, he put everyone ahead of him. Yeah. His entire life. And then, you know, everything goes wrong. But it just ends with, like, such a wholesome message, you know? Absolutely. Just love it so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It it was just fantastic. But uh, at number two... Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Very nice. I mean, again, when we're talking performances, these movies would not be these movies without these actors. You yeah. know what I mean? And Jim Carrey made that Grinch. Yeah. He made it. Like, it was incredible, man. I saw, I saw a clip where he was doing an interview where he said, because somebody asked him about him like being trained by the CIA, mm-hmm. but what he meant, what they meant was he they brought in somebody from like, the CIA who trained operatives to withstand torture because it took him eight hours to put on that makeup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they told, they trained him to like prevent torture. Yeah. They said it was a nightmare. A Mm -hmm. nightmare. True dedication. But at number one, Miracle on 34th Street, the 1947. Oh. Yes. That was a great performance. Let me tell you, I have this at number one because just like I said with It's a Wonderful Life, I Eddie watched It's a Wonderful Life throughout his entire life. Yeah. I grew up watching Miracle on 34th Street because of my yeah. mom. And that movie, I will tell anybody that ever asked me, that is Santa Claus. Yeah. That to me is what Santa Claus always would look like in mm-hmm. real life. That is my envision of Santa Claus. That performance... It was just one of the best I've ever seen. Just so, so wholesome. Yeah, so wholesome. So that's my five, buddy. All right. Well, uh, I do have a couple more honorable mentions. Okay. Go through them real quick. Um, Howie Mandel as Gizmo. Yes, okay. Because that's something no one talks about. Mm-hmm. But just the the way he talked and the little, little singing <laughs> thing he can do. Yep, yep. Just made Gizmo. Yep. Um I'm glad you had that. I love Hugh Grant as the Prime Minister and Martine McCutcheon as Natalie Ah, from Love Actually. Yeah. I just think that they're both so cute and they're just so 
they're like almost what you would want in your life. Yeah. You know, find somebody that makes you happy. Like, neither of them are perfect, but they're both just sweet. Right, right. And finally, Ella Hunt and the rest of the cast in Anna and the Apocalypse. Dude, I'm so glad. Every person in that movie brings something to that movie. But Ella Hunt especially, you know, she's your lead. She was like someone I'd never heard of, and she just crushed it. But I'm so glad you had that one. For my actual top five, at number five, Bill Murray as Frank Cross in Scrooge. Yes. I mean, it's Bill Murray being Bill Murray. Yeah. But it's, to me, peak Bill Murray. Yeah. He's funny. He's, you know, kind of a dick. Yeah. But then he ends with just this wonderful speech being the wholesome Bill Murray you love. Yeah. And had to make the list. That speech was amazing. Just talking about how everyone had a little good, everyone was a little bit better on Christmas Eve, you know? That speech was just, it was a great one, man. And and number four is Elizabeth Mitchell as Carol in The Santa Claus 2. Best Santa Claus. Best Santa Claus, easily. Best Santa Claus. Because when we first introduced her, you're like, oh, who's this, you know, she's this hard ass and all this stuff. Yeah. But then, very early on, when she's doing, when she's out there with the kids doing community service, yeah, you see, like, look, she has to be tough because she cares about these kids, right? And she's like, look, you screwing up, you don't understand. This is gonna ruin your life if Exa- you keep doing this. Exactly. And I just thought she was so sweet, so wholesome, and I just love it. Best Santa Claus. Yes. Number three, because you know we have wholesome performances. Yeah. But I want to include a non-wholesome performance. Okay. But a very true performance. And that is Mel Gibson as Martin Riggs in Lethal Weapon. Okay. Because I will tell anybody, one of the most powerful Christmas scenes Uh is Mel Gibson sitting in his trailer, Uh drinking, has a picture of his deceased wife, and he puts the gun in his mouth, and he just can't pull the trigger. Yeah. But that scene is just incredible acting. And I mean, it's true. Yeah, you know, it's tough. Cri- Christmas time is not easy for a lot of people. It's, it's the most, it's the highest percentage of suicides because it's the loneliest time of the year. Yeah, and yeah. so I want that because it's very true to actual life. Like we all want movie life, but sometimes you gotta talk about actual life. Number two. So I grew up on Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Mm-hmm. You know the OG that you're talking about, yeah. and the remake with Sir Richard Attenborough. Yeah. But to me. When I think of Santa Claus and what I want Santa Claus to be, I think of Kurt Russell in The Christmas Chronicles. Ah, okay. To me, he is the greatest Santa ever in film. Okay, all right. I think the look is great. I think the, you know, the good nature of him while also kind of being tough is great. And I just think it was incredible because we didn't think of that. A yeah. Netflix original with Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Yeah, and it's one of the greatest movies of all time. It, yeah, you know, man, I'll I'll get you, I'll give you that one. But number one is James Stewart in George Bailey. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Growing up, my whole life, I've always watched It's a Wonderful Life. I cry every time I watch it. But yeah. every time I watch it, that's what I want out of life. Yeah, like. You know, a lot of people, they want the mansions, they want all that. I want to be George Bailey. Yeah. Because every person on the planet respects him in that movie. Yeah. Everyone loves him. 
And he just, you know, he does he doesn't realize it. Yeah. Until, you know, he goes through everything and realizes like and um I really love at the end Lawrence the um angel leaves him the book, yeah. Tom Sawyer. And he wrote in it that no man is a failure who has friends. Yeah. And luckily I got my boys. Hey, that's right, buddy. But guys, we have reached the end. We hope that, you know, all of you have a happy holidays, no matter what you celebrate. Yeah. We hope you're just having some safe, good fun and watching some movies. Absolutely. Because you're not watching movies at this time. What, what are you doing, bud? <laughs> but um, if you want to get in contact with us, tell us your favorite Christmas movies. Maybe we forgot somebody. I don't know. A lot of Christmas performances. Yeah. Just saying. There's so many ways you can do it, but let me tell you the best ways to do it. Go to Twitter at film underscore toast or hit us up on Instagram or TikTok, a toast of film, all one word. And from Trey, Jeffrey, Choo Choo, and myself, we just wish you happy holidays, good night, and good viewing. Bye. And text me Merry Christmas. Let me know you care. Just a word or two of text from you will remind me